Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The Match Ball. Hello there, welcome to the show. It's brought to you with Levi Solicitors. As always, you can claim 10% off your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. My name's Dan Moylan. Hello, Michael Normanton is with me. Hello. So is Moscow White. Daniel Chapman. Hello. Nearing the end of the season, the first season of the Match Ball 30, where we chart the journey in real time on the 30th anniversary of each match, from promotion in 1990 all the way through to lifting the league title in 1992. Approaching the halfway mark, and we are at match 36 of the um, of the regular league season here. Villa in town, and we've discovered one thing this season, that Leeds United, the hardest working team in the division. So you're going to say in show business, they're like the, the James Brown of Division 1. I'd like to see Gordon Strachan in a, a cape. He's got the mullet. I'd like to see Gordon Cowan's in a cape, actually, for that matter, because he's the one who said these words. When we went up there in the Rumbelows Cup, we found Leeds to be the most hard-working side we'd come up against this season. You had two men on you, wherever you got the ball, no matter where on the field you happen to be. But Leeds are not playing too well at the moment, and they are not unbeatable at home because they've lost twice there recently. He has a fair point. We did have three uh, defeats on the bounce. Um, but then again, we did trounce pathetic Derby 1-0 in the last game. And also pathetic Villa uh, trying to avoid following Derby with Dr. Joseph Vengloss with uh, England International David Platt, Ireland International Paul McGrath, England International Gordon Cowens scattered throughout his uh, team. Ireland International Tony Cascarino. I don't know if Tony Daly's got an England cap yet, but he should because he's very fast and that's a good thing in football. If you're fast, you can be you can be good. And Vengloss over here again. Remember spreading his communist poison in the uh, in the top flight. Well, this is it. The the uh, the propaganda will be diluted in Division Two, won't it? There's there's not really much point in telling Stoke about the uh, the fatherland, is there? I mean, it's crazy, is this? Since that Berlin Wall tumbled, free for all, absolute free for all. Anyway. Back to the sides. John Lukic, Mel Sterling, Glyn Snodden takes the number three shirt. He must be the, what, the 80th left back we've had there this uh, this season? Well, he played against Derby, didn't he? But he went off injured. And uh, Howard Wilkinson has obviously not managed to avoid naming a number three. He's so he's, he's taped, sticking with Snods. <laughs> taped him back together and shoved him out there again. Uh, Fairclough and White at centre-half with David Batty. Andy Williams in midfield because Strachan's out, of course. McAllister, Speed, Shutt and Chapman. Dylan Kerr, another left back on the bench. With Bobby Davison making up the uh, the full size. How many injuries is it going to take for Dylan Kerr to get a game? He's very close. This is as close as he's been since the promotion season. I was going to say this is as close as he's ever going to get. 
<laughs> well, just you. No, I don't want to shout it forward. And the communist has named this lineup: Nigel Spink, Christopher Price. Is that not Dracula? Correct. Well, re- from Romania, isn't he? Uh, Derek Mountfield, Kent Nielsen, Paul McGrath. Bridget's son or father in 1991. Either way. Maybe brother. Named after the place he was conceived. They just couldn't narrow it down to a town. Gillingham, yeah. I reckon. Is that Kent? Probably is. Yeah. Kevin Gage, Gary Penrice, Gordon Cowens, Tony Daly, David Platt, Tony Cascarino with the bench, Dwight York and Neil Cox. Not a bad side, but doing badly. The question is whether Leeds can win with uh, Gordon Strachan being suspended. He thought so. He did. Courtney Fairclough has, uh, has taken the armband, but isn't is a chipper mood, Strachan. Good, because you know what? We've been all right this season, and I think there's definitely a sense of, of, of enjoyment in the air. There's that kind of end-of-season feeling at Ellen Road today, where we can just have a bit of fun. There's just that problem so far that when Strachan hasn't played ever since he signed, we've lost ah. each time. He's not been missing much, though, has he? It's not a big, it's not a big sample size. No, and I think we've got his pre-match comments. Bar money will most definitely ride in on Leeds. He's a bit drunk, I think, because he's, he's not playing. They could certainly win without me. And as for um, Villa needing a win to to sort out their relegation problems, Strachan seems unbothered. That's not our fault in that situation. I cannot feel sorry for them. Are you implying here in this voice that all Scots are drunks? No, I'm saying he's got a, he's got a well-earned day off. Well, yeah. he's earned it by being suspended, actually, but he's, he's got a day off, so he's just making the most of it. Why not? To be fair, the first, uh, well, I don't know if it's the first suspension he's ever served for bookings and so on, but that uh, red card for dissent against QPR, the first of his career, and he was gutted, made it to 34 years old, said he'd been kicked, he'd been spat at, he'd been shoved, and then he says something to a referee and he gets a red card. And I bet it was something witty as well. Probably was. Just the ref just didn't have the sense of humour to deal with it, the wanker. Uh, well, this was a midfield battle, actually, was this one, and Batty and McAllister ultimately proved too good in the middle for uh, for Cowans and Platt internationals. <laughs> I think we were too good for David Platt in the first 23 minutes. This is hardly England quality from the World Cup hero. This is hilarious, actually, this. The, the first goal, and there are a lot to get through, uh, so let's start at the start with, with the own goal that made it 1-0. And um, it looks like, hopefully, a repeat of the, the trouncing that happened in the Rumbelows Cup earlier in the season. Christopher Price, Dracula, scored an own goal after 23 minutes, but why? Credit has to go to David Platt. I mean, he, the ball drops to him in the left-back area, and he stands on it like a child and falls over. And then Gary <laughs> McAllister just goes, thank you very much, crosses it in. I think, is it Fairclough trying to slide in at the near post yeah. and misses it? But there, then, there are bodies there, there are bodies. Yeah, and Price is right behind him. And I think there's someone behind Price as well, if he was to miss it as well. Chapman, inevitably, you know, if a ball is going in the six-yard box, Lee Chapman will be there. But He said, come on down, yeah, Price is right there. It's hey. really all down to uh, Platt and Price. But the lead didn't last very long, no. Kent Nielsen channeled the power of his sister, mother, daughter. Cousin. Auntie. Whatever she, might, whatever she might be, yes, perhaps. He's now going to Google this, aren't you, <laughs> to try and find out exactly what Kent Nielsen is. It's 1991. I'm, I'm reaching for the... Uh, Leslie Nielsen, also popular at this time. I'm reaching for the yeah. encyclopedia. So was this, you know, channeling the naked gun into, uh, into footballing parlance? Quite possible. It's a good finish anyway. Cascarino's running at our defence, and then Chris Fairclough actually puts in quite a good tackle, but in doing so, just squares it very nicely across the box to Kent Nielsen. But it's a good finish and I don't think there's an awful lot Lukic can do. It seems to hit the roof of the net at quite a bit of pace. So first goal at the south stand end. Nielsen has the temerity to finish inside the box at the cop end. But 
that's only going to last for 10 minutes because we're busy. We're on it today. This is a great free kick from Mel Sterland. And captain for the day, Chris Fairclough wins a header uh, at the far post who uh, directs it towards Chapman. He's he's about, what, six yards out, would you say? And he does what Chapman does brilliantly. He's in the Chapman zone, is where he is. Just in front of goal, just heading it in endlessly. Well, that first goal, McAllister put it into the corridor of uncertainty. This is the corridor of Chapman. Yeah, this is the corridor of definitiveness. It's a, <laughs> it's a, there's, it's got Wilco's um, fingerprints all o- over this one. Sterling, big looping free kick cross to the back post, header back over onto Chapman's head, goal. It's right out the manual. Yeah, cross, header, there. header, goal. How many times they must have gone through that in training? So half time, two one up. A game in the balance, score wise. Would you say we had the better running of it because we're, we're bossing the midfield? Kind of annoying to let them back in because we are better than them, as showed in the end. But we thought we'd make it interesting. To get it to two all with like half an hour to go. Gordon Cowan's, although he's he's comparatively sprightly compared to Gordon Strachan, he just feels like an old person. And um, it's no surprise that Batty is really getting ahead of him in in midfield. He's he's never been young. And with a name like Derek Mountfield, he must be at least fifty years old. That's an old man's name. Gordon Cowan's as well has. A tremendous nose in the 95, 96 sticker book. That's mainly what I remember him for. It went from like the edge of his eye across the centre <laughs> of his face. That's what I remember. And I mean like the far edge, not the, not the inside edge, obviously. It's like a Picasso. <laughs> he does have a, uh, a European Cup winner's medal. It's always that curious thing about Aston Villa that they had these, um, these weirdly rubbish players, but they won the European Cup with them. It's all very strange. Maybe they might be eligible for some future Super League with that sort of a record under the belt at this stage. You know, there's talk of you know, this breakaway league's coming in the next year or two. Well, we'll come on to that with uh, Bill Fotherby in a little bit. But for now, I mean, this goal, their equaliser, has nothing to do with Gordon Cowens, as far as I can tell anyway. Now, corner in the southwest corner. Paul McGrath wins the header, flicks it backwards to, to Mountfield. In the, what's he doing in the Chapman zone? No right to be there. It is a very Leedsy goal, this one. We'll let him have it, I suppose. Yeah, I think our defending's focused on trying to catch them offside from the flick on everyone's kind of running forward but Mountfield being a I think he's a defender himself isn't he so he's he's read that one and gone forward to score leaving Lukic unprotected do you think Lukic could have done better with this or did he have no chance no I don't think so no once he's been left free that far out and the defences started running upfield he was all on his own bless him against Mountfield's tash that was 56 minutes then that Mountfield made it to a piece and we strived and we went forward and we retook the lead on 72 through Chris White. And is this the goal of the game for you, maybe? I'd probably say so. I mean, we've talked about Chris White and his, his indoor soccer skills. I don't know if there's a head height rule in there, but this one this one maybe should be ruled out. In fairness, on that the, basis. the touch of both White and Batty in this, tremendous. Yeah, it's a very good touch. From, it starts on the over on the left and there's across to Chapman. He, he manages to nod it back to Batty, who takes a touch on the chest and then does a little a looping ball over the top to Chris White. Who's... It's, it's lofted, isn't it? This way you apply the term lofted. Yeah, let's go Let's go with lofted then. But it's a nice a nice touch and finish from White. Yeah, kind of pulls it down out of the sky with his great long legs and sweeps it past Spink, snaps it into the corner and it only, I mean, it does kind of bounce over him and you do wonder why Spink hasn't just held on to it. Because he's rubbish, Moscow, that's why. Bless him. I've got a soft spot for Nigel Spink. He's a little bit like... Um, John Lukic, and he's had that kind of perennial bowl cut all through the 1980s. They were kind of goalkeeping brothers. Chris White's quite handy in, in the box as well, so I think him and Chapman next season up front. That's what I want to see. Big man, big man. I will say credit to White, actually, because that one 
uh, is going slightly beyond his reach, but that first touch, I think, just pulls it back into his orbit and he dispatches it nicely. So credit to him, yeah, like you say, those indoor soccer skills. There are giraffes would swap their necks for his legs. Indeed. And we put the game out of sight. It's done and dusted by this point, 78 minutes. That's six minutes later uh, when Carl Schott gets number four for Leeds, makes it 4-2. And that uh, batty throw from the the left corner it's the northwest corner isn't it that he, he chucks it across from he gets some right distance on it doesn't it there doesn't take a run up either completely stood completely still just uncoils himself chucks it into the box I mean Graham Taylor was making that big noise about him not scoring enough goals but if he just watches him he does all the things Graham Taylor likes so I don't know why it doesn't just he was on the bench in the end for uh, England in Turkey didn't get onto the the pitch instead we had um, Jeff Thomas and Dennis Wise embarrassing themselves <sighs> in midfield pathetic but, you know, here he is doing um, things that would definitely appeal to Graham Taylor if he would just pull his turnip head out of his, out of his uh, vegetable patch. And I don't know if um, if anybody's if it's occurred to anybody that his head looks like a turnip, but I think over the next few years, maybe the, the newspapers could make, make more of that. Well, they might listen to this and then pick up on that idea. So kudos to you if they do... Uh if they do start running with that. I mean, maybe the future, uh, future for Batty is not as a midfielder. Maybe it is right back, or maybe it is left wing in this case. Well, he started right back in our youth team. Well, wing is where I want to see him, Moscow, um, with those uh, those throwing arms, left wing. But that's not the end of it. He doesn't throw it directly into the net, because I don't think that's not allowed under the rules, is it? I don't know. I mean, who knows at this in this era of football? It was a wild time. But yeah, they, they clear it. And this would have been the goal of the game, because it, it drops the snod in. He has, hits it very nicely with the outside of his boot, but it's, it's well saved by Spink. It, it looks very small. <laughs> just nodding as he hits this. I don't know. It looks like a kid's won a competition to uh, to be a footballer for a day. But yeah, it falls to shut. Who manages to make it actually look quite difficult from about tapping the ball <laughs> into an empty net from like a yard away. But it goes in. So that's that's fine. Yeah, he does conspire to make it as difficult as possible. Chappie, though, with um, with number five, seals the game. And have you noticed this with even the early goals, actually? The, the cheers in Ellen Road were a little bit end of season. There was a little bit of kind of, this is inconsequential about it. It probably mattered most to Bobby Davison, who's come on for Andy Williams as a substitute, and he throws himself trying to get ahead on the ball as um, when White heads it back across and misses it by inches, and then Chapman just taps it in. It always looks funny when a striker flings himself at the ball and then completely misses it, <laughs> and he just lands, sort of pancakes his face into the six-yard box, but um, inevitably Chapman at the back post just to... Just to do what he does, yeah. Just stick that in the gold chappy, and let's let's all go on five two. And uh, who needs Gordon Strachan anyway when we've got Andy Williams? This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to two dollars a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 24 goals at Ellen Road in the last four games, which is outrageous. The entertainers we're being christened, never mind Kevin Keegan and his uh, his stupid ideas. It's no sustainable. <laughs> Leeds United, 1990-1991, the entertainers. At least that's what the YEP are calling us anyway. And they're not at all biased. And uh, Howard Wilkinson is just happy that we... Uh, he thinks there might have been something in that about Gordon Strachan not playing. He said, uh, I don't think my players would say so, but I think they had a little personal thing about it. And deep down, we're a bit dischuffed. At the insinuation that if Gordon did not play, then we as a team did not play. So that's Leeds getting over being dischuffed. You never hear Pep Guardiola talking about being dischuffed, do you? <laughs> um, who's your man of the match for that game then? it was We sort of won it in midfield. The build-up was a lot of it to do with uh, Batty against David Platt and uh, with the England honours being up for grabs, if you can call doing something that Dennis Wise has done an honour. And... David Platt made an absolute fool of himself, whereas David Batty contributed goals. Admittedly, he had to use his hands to do them, but there was also the the chip into the box for Chris White as well. And um, yeah, bossed Villa around in, in midfield. We've been smacking Aston Villa around all season. It's been quite entertaining. Not a bad conversion ratio. Ten shots on target. We scored five of them. And well, Villa did one for us as well. That's how generous they are. Um, so why does it leave us in the table? That's the question. Well, we are back into fourth position with just a couple of games to go. Uh, there's been a little bit of a mess around with the uh, the fixtures. They're all getting a little bit straggled at this time of year. So we've got Arsenal top, played 36, 77 points. Liverpool played 36, 73 points. So a four-point difference there with just two left to play. Looks like it should be Arsenal's title. Palace in third, they've played 37, so a game more, but with 66 points, some way off the pace. We are fourth, played 36, and 61 points. So it's not beyond question that we might yet catch Palace if we win that game in hand and then uh, see what happens on the final day. But yeah, they're five points in front of us at the minute with Man City. Two behind us, but they've played a game more. Manchester United, they've only played 35 uh, with 58 points. So again, because they've got a game in hand on us, they could go level with us uh, if they win that with Wimbledon down in seventh, a little bit behind. So that final table starting to take shape. I don't know if there is prize money for places is probably £5,000 on offer if we can go up to, to third now we can't get into Europe. I believe you win about, what is it, like £100,000 if you win the division at this time. Well, didn't we get 20000 for winning Division 2? So it's, you know, it's a big jump. It is. That's five times as much. Don't know if you've done the maths on that. That's crazy money, isn't it, for uh, for getting up there and, um, and bagging the title. I'm sure Arsenal will be rubbing their hands. I mean, if crazy money is what you want, Bill Fotherby's your man. This is a ridiculous figure. I can't imagine any sort of money like this will ever go into football, but credit to Fotherby. If he's made this deal happen, £7 million. Is he selling the club for that? He's getting inward investment from Europe, uh, according to uh, the Yorkshire Evening Post front page exclusive by Mike Casey that Leeds are going to seal one of the most lucrative sponsorship deals 
in British soccer, a £7 million five-year tie-up with a top continental sports equipment firm. Adidas, do we think? Lecoq Sportif. Could be, could be. Puma. Ma- Macron, they're not around yet, are they? But um, yes, I mean, this would uh, get us in with the big boys. We've been talking about how we can rival Liverpool and Arsenal if we want to beat for a uh, bid for Dean Saunders from Derby, who they want like two and a half or three million pounds for him. This would help. Well, we heard about the banqueting suite and Fotherby saying that that sort of income is necessary, isn't it? You know, to, to kick us on to the next level and bring those finances up. And we've finally seen pictures of the banqueting suite. Yeah, Fotherby's off to London. He's down to uh, finalise the sponsorship deal with his continental equipment firm. Talking to the FA to make sure that we'll be in. We talked about the proposed Super League the other week that they reckon we'll be coming in and to see that we've got all the, the necessary off-the-pitch requirements in place for that, and also to convince them that Elland Road will be part of the 1998 World Cup bid. Our aim is to make Leeds United one of the country's top clubs in every way, he says, on the field and off it, and as part of that, he'll be showing them the plans of what we're starting as soon as the final game at Leeds is finished this season for the banqueting suites and the South East Corner. And then he's also got plans of how it will look by 1998, which I can only imagine what crazy kind of drawings he's got to, uh, so that is a to long, show Graham Kelly. Imagine the futuristic stuff you're going to see at Ellen Road in 1998. That's crazy talk, isn't it? But for now, we did say last time that we hadn't seen what they were planning to do with the the exposed foundations in the southeast corner and then where this banqueting suite on stilts was going to end up, whether it's going to be in the sky or as it is attached to the back of the West End. But that is where the blue facade is. Well, I mean, what's that? There's some painted plywood, isn't it? I kind of like it though. I, I, I just feel like it's a, it's a you know rich part of our identity. Maybe you can't fit four hundred to four hundred and fifty people on a blue facade. Banqueting in that, can you? No, it's only got three little balconies. Yeah, fair and point. If you put four hundred and fifty people on them, it would probably be quite dangerous. Bit of a squeeze. <laughs> it's a health and safety hazard. Yes. So more seats going on in the southeast corner. It feels like we're really kicking off um, the modern era. This new sponsorship deal. And a lot of it's remember the the ground still belongs to the council, and we had to renegotiate the the whole situation so that Wilkinson didn't bugger off and um, and also to help the sponsorship deal get done because under the other the old uh, agreements they would have had a fifth of it which meant they would have taken 1.4 million of this 7 million and apparently sponsors didn't happy uh, didn't like the idea of putting money into the Leeds City Council so they could spend it on pedestrianising Brigitte or whatever but all that's sorted now and um, yeah plenty of money coming in from sponsors and ground improvements Plenty of money coming in from season tickets as well because I don't like this. Is this reasonable, this season ticket increase? I'm firmly against it. I know we've had a decent season and everything, but an £18 increase? Jesus Christ. What's the price there then? £130. That's for the cop. For the cop. Whereas the seats, the posh seats in the West End are going up by £60 to £325. There is two more games because Division 1 is getting bigger, so it will be you know, all the excitement of the, the clubs coming up from Division 2 that you get to watch, more of more of that quality football. And there's some Batesian logic here when Alan Roberts, who's the admin manager at Leeds, old Kenny Rogers there, uh, says that they're taking the new VAT rules and inflation into account when coming up with this pricing. And actually some areas, for example, like the West Stand Wings have gone down very slightly, haven't they? Um, but your matchday price is sort of around 15 quid or thereabouts for the West Stand for the middle of that. Yeah, the West Stand Wings have have gone down because of the extra games. 
so that gets taken into account. So you're seeing more matches. They haven't actually reduced any of the, the prices. But South Stand, North East Corner, Low Fields, 13 quid on the day. It's not too bad, I suppose, is it? I mean, I did actually check what £130 will be worth in the future. And it, it should be worth about £325 in 2021, should that. So that's a, as a comparison. I suppose that's reasonable enough, isn't it? And I assume in 2021, you could probably buy, what do you, is it either a season ticket with your £325 or maybe a house? <laughs> spending that's, power. that's what the boomers got, wasn't it? That's what the boomers got. Uh, you get your jetpack to get to the game as well, obviously, oh, okay. at that point, which is going to be good. We'll have to uh, see whether the, uh, the hover car parking is included in Wallaby's World Cup 98 plans. All lies at this stage turning to the transfer market as well as the development on the ground. We want to develop the squad. We've seen where the uh, the weak areas are in the squad. We need probably a backup striker, somebody to play off Chapman. Who's it going to be? What are we going to get? Because there's talk of a big signing imminent. Imminent! Talk from Bill Fotherby's mouth, no less. He has been pressed by the YEP. They pressed him, said that they'd heard News that Leeds weren't going to wait for the season to end and going to make a big signing straight away. And Bill Fotherby, playing his cards very close to his, his chest, said, yes. You can you can tell those season ticket prices have uh, gone up and, uh, and the renewals are out, can't you? <laughs> we believe a big signing is imminent, but he refused to say who. Hmm. Maradona again? Well, Steve Bull is the one that's been touted, but listen to this for a price for a footballer. This is ludicrous. Three million pounds is that Wolves reportedly want for him, but he's 25 years old, so he's just coming into his peak years. 26 goals for Wolves. Do you reckon we're going to be in for that at that price? He will never leave the Midlands. Well, that's why uh, there's a bit of a brinksmanship that Leeds want the price to go down, apparently. But if the price goes down, Aston Villa might be interested at a lower price. Those losers, they're nearly relegated this season. They're doing terribly. Well, that's it. It's all Bull wants to leave Wolves because they're in Division 2 and he, he realises that to impress Graham Taylor and get into the England squad more often, you could do with being in Division 1. So Villa will be no good for him if they if they go down. But it may not be him. It may be uh, still Dean Saunders. He's obviously the, the one we're always being linked with. Peter Beardsley, I think it's been about 24 hours since we were last linked with him. <laughs> and uh, Tommy Boyd, the uh, the left back from Art Attack, is, uh, <laughs> is also, oh, Motherwell, sorry, not Art Attack. So left back, striker, certainly the areas we appear to be looking at. I await the transfer window. Is there a window? Uh, <laughs> no. It's quite a big window, isn't it? It's well, Actually, there is a transfer window because it closed before the end of the season in March, didn't it? So... Yeah, there's a deadline. Yeah. But then... I don't think anybody's really got into the metaphor of opening and closing windows okay. yet. So Sky Sports, that you know those new, seen those new dishes that we were on about earlier on in the season. Well, yeah, well, we saw the, the Zenith Data Systems Cup yeah. on the the high technology of Zenith Data Systems on the incredible technology of games being transmitted by Squarial or to Squarial. And with that high technology in action, maybe they will make a thing of the uh, of the transfer window if that's what they're going to call it. I've no idea. We'll see. And we'll catch you next time for the penultimate game of the season when we play Sheffield United. Another bunch of losers. The Match Ball. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. 
Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.